pass the cranberry sauce. We're having mashed potatoes. Ooh, the turkey looks great. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for being there. Thank you for loving me. The whole world's thinking, the whole world's thinking, the whole world's thinking you. So what, who cares? <laughs> Bob's Burgers. And there you have it for the day, for the week. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving tomorrow. Yeah, Thanksgiving's tomorrow. Our, both of our favorite holiday, obviously. Best holiday the food. Ever. Come on, let's face it. it really Although is. it's different this year because none of us will really be with our families. Yeah, and my grandma's gone. And yeah. that was our big holiday. But it'll be okay. We just got to roll with the punches. We got a new baby. Yeah. You got Archie. I know. It sucks not being with our family this year, uh, but. Oh, well. We're doing a little one here. Donna's excited to host it at the house. Just be safe. Don't burn your turkey. That's all you got to worry about. Mm-hmm. Get a little drunk. Who show what? Who cares? Yo, we're getting drunk. Kaylee, what is your favorite Thanksgiving side? It is the green bean casserole. And mine is cranberry sauce. I love cranberry sauce. So I love it all, so it's not really good, but I love green bean casserole. Okay, and then what's your favorite pie? I like a good pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving. <gasps> Thank you. We can yep. agree on that. Yep. Cool whip, ice cream, whipped cream. What yep. are you doing on it? What are you doing oh, on it? Oh, homemade whipped cream. Yes. For sure. Oh, my God. Donna's homemade whipped cream is amazing. <sighs> Anyways. But Donna makes a great coconut cream, too, on for Thanksgiving. That sounds amazing. It is really, really good. Anyways, it's our 20th episode. Yep. You, Just like Thanksgiving, we're giving here. you a whole smorgasbord over here. Thankful for you, so here's a smorgasbord for you. So should we just get right into the fucked up facts? Get right into it. <laughs> okay, okay. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. I never knew this, and I always have a list of you facts. You freaked out. You freaked out. Yeah, and I don't know why today. I was like, you know what? We're just sitting here chilling. I'm just going to look up, see if I can find any more facts. I'm sick of looking through my list. Cards Against Humanity oh. bought an island <gasps> in Maine to preserve wildlife. What? And it's called Hawaii 2. What? I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Wikipedia it. Yep. It was previously Birch Island. It is a six-acre private island in Maine's St. George Lake. In 2014, the island was purchased by Cards Against Humanity as part of a fundraiser for the Sunlight Foundation. So it's really weird, Kay, that you have an island fact. Mm -hmm. Because I found an island fact. Okay, let's see it. This is my original fact, and then I just went around just now, and I was like, do I pick another fact? But then I was like, wait a second. I didn't realize mine is an island fact. Very weird, okay? Here's mine. This is an island I want to visit. Disappointment Island is an uninhabited island in New Zealand. Over 65,000 pairs of white-capped albatross live there. In 1868, a steel tanker crashed on the island, which killed 68 people, leaving the 15 survivors waiting 18 months to be rescued. Stop. In 1907... Another ship ended up crashing there and 12 men drowned. So that's Disappointment Island. Yeah, well, it seems very disappointing. Yes. I would love to travel there, but they have gorgeous wildlife there as well. Where was that? New Zealand. Yeah. Pick your poison. Okay, ready? I got to do my song. Oh, God, here we go. Pick your poison time. We're having mashed potatoes. So, Kaylee, would you rather go to the emergency room because you've got a beer bottle stuck in your rectum... Uh, uh, or have someone in the room give you a rectal exam so you we would have to give one or the other well I don't want a beer bottle up my ass I guess you're gonna have to give me a rectal well, exam except yeah you'd have to give me one because honestly it's just a little finger instead of a whole thing being shoved up your ass but it's okay all right 
How far up is a rectal? I think you're rectum. the only person I would allow me to give a, a rectal exam just because I am that comfortable with you. I don't know if I agree with letting you do that to me just because I'm so private about my rectum. Well, I don't want anybody doing it, but I'm just but saying I, I would let you do it. That's you what are I'm one saying. of the only people. You were one of the only people I feel comfortable doing that with. Probably maybe at one time or another. I never want that I, I done. I let Ryan put a hemorrhoid, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> So it doesn't matter. So you guys are the only two. If the right doctor came along and then if you were Ryan. I just, I think the rectal exam given to you by a person would be less than a beer bottle going up your ass. Okay. So I, a beer bottle would be so fucking how painful. How far up think is about the, beer the little, Think about the little ridges on the cap. You cut your asshole right open. Jesus Christ. Slice and dice. All right. You're giving me a rectal right exam. Open. There you go. I don't want to do it, but I guess I'll do it for you. There you go. So this is a smorgasbord episode for our 20th episode. And so this is a mix up of themes. Tons of different shit. All right. I'm going first. Yes. And this one is from a friend of my aunt's. And I don't know why when she tells it, she's hilarious. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. About five years ago, I was walking in a cemetery with my friend Tiny. And she said to me, somebody must have died because there is a big hole in the ground. We got closer to the hole, and she looks at me again and says, I think that's supposed to be six feet. And I said, no way is that hole six feet. She goes, get in it. And I get in the grave. I was 69 years old, mind you. <laughs> so here I am in the grave when Tiny yells, you're not going to fucking believe this. And I look to see the funeral procession coming right towards us. The fucking big limousine hearse with all the cars following. And I am in this motherfucking grave. <laughs> I honestly don't know how I got in it. And I don't know how I got out of there so quickly. But that hole was definitely not six feet. I truly don't know how it was six feet because I'm 5'2". My friend Tiny loves to tell that story to everyone she knows. <laughs> this is a little short and sweet one. I love it. Are you ready? I was at my client's house the other day, and she wanted me to make pea soup. So we start making some pea soup. I was looking for her thyme leaves, and I could not find them. I got everything else sautéed on the stove, and then I started to feel something getting hot. I realize that my favorite Calvin Klein vest is on fire. It was literally on fire fire the vest was completely ruined i went to try and go buy a new one but they don't make them for plus size anymore pure discrimination <laughs> i just picture like mrs doubtfire <laughs> over the stove you know it's another one so this one time in preschool we had arranged nap spots and unfortunately i was put next to a horse girl <laughs> <laughs> This turned bad real quick. So I'm trying to sleep and I just hear her neighing. No. <laughs> Remember, this is preschool. This this person is traumatized by this. I think about horse girls so much, so much more than a normal person does. And we had one as a waitress the other night. My sister used to be a horse girl, you know, horse love cast 94. So I'm trying to sleep and I just hear her neighing. Oh. By the way, everyone thought she was so cool when she acted like a horse. No. So I'm like, hey, could you be quiet? And she says, no, I don't listen to losers. <laughs> you know what I did? I said, well, at least I don't act like a freaking animal. Yes, I said freaking when I was five. Oh. It was dead silent in the room. It's like all the kids who were talking to their buddies just stopped. Then she says, how dare you? 
She neighs, then bites my arm real hard, so hard it was bleeding and everything that at the age of five, I yelled, fuck. Fuck. Bites fucking hurt. Yeah. To draw blood, that's fuck. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Fucking horse girls. The teacher walked over and says, what did you just say? And I said, um, fuck. So in the end, we both got no recess for a week. Moral of the story, don't say fuck with horse girls. By the way, the bite mark got infected. Yes, I still have my arm. LOL. It hurt so bad, though. Was it worth it? Oh, my God. Fucking horse girl. Keep it down. Stop neighing while we're trying to take a nap. It literally got infected. What is this? She had some sort of horse disease. She had fucking colic. (laughs) Colic. Colic. Okay, here's my next one. My story takes place in November 2004. I remember that specifically because George W. Bush had just won his second term as the U.S. president. I was around nine years old at the time. I'm now in my 20s, yet this memory has always stayed vividly at the forefront of my mind. I can remember it like it was yesterday, and it still makes me so uneasy to think about. I've never spoken about it to anyone until now. It was a regular school day for me. It was the Friday before Thanksgiving break. And our school gave us the whole week off for it. I fucking wish. I was. That's partic- what they're having now, though. Yeah, not us. Now they have two weeks off. Yeah. Now they have like some have like months until January. Yeah, because the twins will be home. They come home Monday, and they're home all the way up until they go back for most schools spring are spring semester. It. I was so excited for that weekend because my parents were allowing my best friend to stay over for the whole weekend. Ooh, fun! I know, I love that. It's all they could think about that day. I was a pickup student. We called those walkers. <laughs> You're the walker. walkers. The walkers, yeah. Attention, attention, the walkers are now dismissed. This meant that for me to leave the school, a relative or a guardian had to be on their records with a signature in order to pick me up from school. I was too anxious to ride the bus, and I was much too anxious to walk home alone, despite living in a friendly small town. That day, my grandma was supposed to pick me up from school. Both my parents were working late, so I was going to go to her house, and my mom was going to pick me up there after work. Well, you might be able to tell where this one is going to go. By the time school was out, my grandma was nowhere to be seen. I waited in the lobby for 30 minutes. By this point, it was empty, besides the janitor mopping the lobby floor. I was getting nervous. My grandma forgot to pick me up, so I went to tell the office lady that my ride never showed up. I was a nervous kid, and I didn't know what was happening. The lady was really nice. She sat me down in the office and tried calling my grandma. No luck. She tried calling my parents, who said grandma should have been there already. My mom said she reminded her this morning and would try calling her. She was at work for a few more hours and couldn't come get me yet. It was probably 4 p.m. at this point. I had been at school for an extra hour and I was really scared. I was all alone with the office lady and I could tell that she was getting frustrated. Everyone had already gone home for the vacation and she couldn't get on with her week off because of me. At one point, the janitor walked into the office. It instantly smelled like cigarettes when he walked in. He stared right at me. He was a tall, husky man, Long, greasy brown hair with a bit of a screwed up face and lopsided nose. That was the first time I had ever seen this man. I had never seen him around school before. Considering the small town I was from, it was weird I didn't recognize him. His presence made me instantly nervous. I'll never forget what he looked like. He struck up a conversation with the office lady. I remember this part clearly. He asked her what she was still doing here. 
She told him and then nodded in my direction. He looked at me intently and sat down next to me. I can still smell the cigarettes to this day. Hey, kid, I bet you're excited about Thanksgiving break. Bet you're excited for family time. Me too. Listen, your grandma's place is on the way to my house. I know her and your grandpa too. I'd love to give you a ride over there. I know Uh, right where it is. It's freaking me out. He continued. I know it's scary to feel lost, but I'd love to help you out. He smiled at me. Ew. I just am like picturing this because you said he's a greasy. Like a gross little. Smelling of ciggies. And the office lady is like. Probably like, yeah, fucking take this kid home. Yeah, she's ready to get the I want to get on my fucking vacation. I don't get paid enough for this shit. He stood up and said, great, without my permission. He grabbed my hand, pulled me out of my seat and said, let's get going then. Grandma must be worried about you. I shivered. I thought about what he said. He had said he knew my grandpa too. I didn't have a grandpa. Ah. He had passed long before I was born and divorced my grandma many years prior to that. I sat back down and shook my head without saying anything. He looked at me blankly and the office lady looked disappointed. He walked out without saying anything. Smart kid though. Smart kid. Smart fucking girl. I was like, nah, this is not right. I don't have a grandfather. 5 p.m. rolled around and my mom finally showed up to get me. Turns out my grandma had forgotten to set an alarm and was sleeping the whole time. (laughs) When I went to my mom's car, I saw him again in the desolate staff parking lot, smoking a cig. He looked in our direction, got in his truck, and drove off. The thing that gives me shivers to this day is he didn't drive towards my grandma's house. He took a left out of the school, which would have taken you out of town and towards the city, the complete opposite of where he said he was going. I never saw him at school again. I had never seen him before that. I have cried thinking over this so many times. I remember I had nightmares for years where the office lady made him take me with him so she could go home sooner. I attribute this to my development of anxiety and paranoia later in life. All right, next story. Yes. It was a pretty normal Saturday in the city and all my friends were busy or out of town. A random friend, we'll say Perez, hit me up to hang out and go to a party with him. I was like, sweet, come over, let's get ready and go out. I wore my favorite super tight light gray pants that hugged my legs and ass so perfectly. Ah, love it. We arrived at the party and it was pretty small and low key, but still a decent crowd to mingle. I went to the bar to get a drink and noticed these mini burger bites. (laughs) I ate one and was like, damn, these are good. And ate a few more because I needed a base if I was going to be drinking all night. We know that. Yeah. 40-ish minutes go by and everyone is starting to disperse and Perez and I decide to go out with a few of them. We ended up at High Tops, which is the broiest gay bar in San Fran. I, of course, ran into a few guys that I was hanging out with and did the whole, hey, hi, what's up? BS small talk. During the shuffle of the crowd, my stomach started to bubble. <sighs> of course, this gay bar only has a giant bathtub as a urinal and one stall. <laughs> Just a giant bathtub <laughs> as a urinal. No, one stall, I can't. The bathroom stall always has a line of guys so they can do lines. Of course. So I go pee in the tub and splat. Immediate panic sets in as I had just sharded at the urinal in a crowded bathroom. (laughs) Mind you, I'm wearing skin tight, light gray pants. There was no way I could assess the situation since there was a line of guys and it was a pretty public bathroom. (laughs) I tried to be as nonchalant as possible and make it seem that I didn't just shit myself. Get right. You're like, oh oh my God, God. the light gray pants. I can't. Tight. 
Oh, tight. Tight to the ass. Tight you. Yeah, tight to the ass. Oh, God. You said it. You said it. A little meat. I hesitantly left that bathroom and found Perez to tell him that I was leaving ASAP and I didn't really mean for it to be an invitation for him to come. He didn't pick up on that cue and hopped into my Uber. Great. Oh my God. Now I was in a confined space with Perez as he started complaining about a shitty smell. Stop. Stop. (laughs) Shitty smell. I'm dying. Uh, (laughs) unbeknownst to him i'm literally sitting in my shit petrified thinking of ways that i could handle this situation and telling perez was certainly not one of them my god we got dropped off at my apartment which has stairs leading up to the door so i kind of motioned to him to please go in front of me so i wasn't walking up the (laughs) stairs with my shit spewed ass all up in his face it's like when you crop dust somebody when you're walking up the stairs seriously perez went straight into the kitchen which was perfect for me to beeline into the bathroom I finally was able to release and piss out of my ass. Oh, my God. I felt sick to my stomach as I saw my pants that looked like I fell down a wet hill. (laughs) (laughs) A little muddy, like, rainy day. Oh, my God. At that point, I wanted to cry, but all I could do was take them off. Take them off and wash them in my bathtub. Stop. As the shock wore off, I kind of remembered that I wasn't alone. And I was like, fuck, how am I going to explain this to Perez? At that point, I thought, I seriously don't give a fuck. I just publicly shit myself at the hottest gay bar. <laughs> Wait, so did he get it on the fucking seat of the Uber? <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't think about that. Oh, my did God. Did not think about that. I took a shower and slipped into my bedroom to change and act as normal as possible. I rejoined Perez in the kitchen, and there was awkwardness as neither of us addressed the blatantly obvious, I shit myself. We kind of just went along as nothing happened and actually went back out for the rest of the night. No. Oh, get it. Get of it. Of course he did. It was a very strange end to a horrifying experience. Fortunately, I think everything was under control until I sat down in the Uber. Or at least that's what I tell myself so I don't curl up and die every time I think about it. <laughs> to this day, I'm not sure who knows or saw what. And I still get PTSD anytime I go by high tops. From Messy Bish. Messy Bish. That is a Messy <laughs> Bish situation. <gasps> Oh, God. It's like you fell down a hill. Terrible. (laughs) That's awful. Okay, the next one. I'm sharing this story on behalf of my parents, partly because I have not been able to experience the spookiness. So we got a ghost one now. So I guess for a little background, I live with my parents in our log home that is just one main floor and then a finished basement. My parents built our house over 20 years ago, so we're the only residents to have lived on the property. Maybe... Who knows? Anyways, it's just my parents and I and our three dogs, of course. And for all my 19 years, as far as I know, we haven't had any spooky encounters in our home until now. About three months ago now, when my parents got home from their vacation up north, they woke up the next morning with some questions. My mom asks my dad if he recalls hearing knocking in the middle of the night. My dad goes, yeah, something fell off the bed. And my mom responds with, no, someone was knocking very aggressively. My dad tells her it sounded to him as if something the size of a golf ball fell off the end of the bed and rolled around the entire house. Weird. He says he heard it right in their room and then heard it get farther away as it kept knocking all the way on the other end of the house where my room is. 
Almost every night since then, my parents wake up to the sound of knocking, and it's supposedly the same rhythm, a very specific rhythm. Although they don't usually hear it in the same spot every night or hear it on the same nights as each other. One night, my dad was the only one that had heard it, and it had gotten him so scared he had to get out of bed. He said it was so loud that he was certain someone was at the front door knocking as if they needed to come in. I don't get it. It's so weird. To this day, I haven't heard it yet, but I'm not going to lie. I freak myself out so much that I'll wake up in the middle of the night already thinking about the knocking and praying I don't hear it. So who's there? Does someone want to come in? Ooh. Love. Shitty runner girl. Oh, she always gives us a good one. This is from Reddit. This is probably the weirdest thing I've ever written. I had a long distance relationship with a dude 12 hours away. We dated for almost six months and it was pretty serious. He was pretty weird, to be honest. We had our flaws. I'm autistic, so talking on the phone was hard. And also just communicating every single day about meatless stuff was a big problem. He was very petty and got mad over small stuff and also didn't tell me for days. But whatever, I'll just tell you what the fucker did. Oh my God, I love this. I love it. So he'd come to me about every two weeks or something. And this particular day, I decided that I wanted to cut a mullet. He had told me he needed to poop the whole day and I told him he could use the toilet anytime, obviously. So I was standing inside my bathroom, music on, cutting my hair. He told me he could do the dishes before my mom came home and I said, thank you. So there I stood cutting my hair when I wanted to hear what he thought of it so far. I walked to my kitchen and felt a weird smell when I got to the doorway. I thought my mom had made some weird food and my boyfriend had just dumped it out in the compost. Oh my God. But then I walk in more and what the fuck do I see? I see him standing by the dishwasher, pants down, staring at me with big eyes. I give him that up and down look you always got in high school and I catch something weirder. No. In the dishwasher. A big, watery, brown puddle of diarrhea. Stop. I'm saying this one more time. Poop in my dishwasher. No. I was so shocked. I just turned around and yeeted into my bathroom, frantically cutting my hair. No thoughts. Head empty. That fucker started the fucking dishwasher and the shit ran in the crevices. Stop. My whole kitchen smelled like shit for a week. And that night when he was asleep, I scrubbed all of the dishes for hours. I've never confronted him about it. And I'm happy we're broken up now. Thank you for reading this highly unusual story time. This one I found on Reddit. I'm just going to say that because I, you know me, I just, I was dying. I was like, it has to go in for the smorgasbord. So funny. Because we've done a Reddit episode before. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. Okay, wow, yep. So this is my last story, Kay. I don't think I have to say this, but I swear this story is completely true. This happened a few years ago. When I was in fifth grade, going into sixth grade, I started piano lessons, and I absolutely hated playing piano. The organ slash piano player at my church offered me free lessons because my mom helped out a lot. I did piano lessons, and I... I'm sorry. I can't read music notes. I just can't. It's no, okay. I can't. I played by I ear. I was terrible. I also played the uh, flute in uh, elementary school. And, what kind? Uh, the skin? <laughs> skin no, I flute? wasn't doing that in Greenland Elementary. Okay, with pussies when we were that young. But um, yeah, I played the flute and my music teacher fucking hated me. I was so bad. Why are music teachers... Like all the ones I had were like not great at all. He ended anyway. getting fired like years later. I'm not sure why. Some of them are just not great. Some are great. Some are not. Oh, here's a very nice man right here. Okay. <laughs> 
He was a very nice man, the guy that gave her piano lessons. <laughs> I just hated playing the piano. I, I get it. My family had bought an old piano from someone my family knew so that I'd be able to practice for an hour at home every day. Ew! It, practice in one hour every day. I will never make my kid do that. No offense. Yeah, me neither. Never. One night near Christmas, when my brother was at a friend's house and my parents were at a dinner for my dad's work, I was practicing piano. The only lights that were on were on top of the piano so I could see the music and the dim lights from the Christmas tree. Oh, so aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, setting the tone. The piano was up against a wall with my back to the door. No, that would be no never, for me. Never, never. To my right was the hallway that leads to the bedrooms and on my left was the living room where the tree was. There was no sound other than me occasionally hitting a key. I started having this weird feeling of dread when I looked down the hallway. That's when I started hearing something that was creeping me the fuck out. It sounded Mm -mm. like someone breathing. (gasps) I kept trying to convince myself that it was just a fan, but I was still unsure. I sat at the piano and started really practicing, just in case there really was a person down there waiting for me to walk down the hall. Yeah. I had seen a few horror movies, so I knew not to move near a sound. After a few minutes, I told myself out loud that I should get some water. I should get some water. That's kind of like discreet in a way. Yeah. Because like you don't want to just stop playing the piano like you, like, oh, if you just stop playing the piano and walk down, like, okay, yeah. they heard me. Yeah. Oh, I need some water. Yeah. Which, well, how Sneaky. would you even say that casually? I'd be like, oh my God, I need some fucking water. Ugh, my mouth is so fucking dry. I need some water. <laughs> That's how I would say it. Yeah. <laughs> so I stood up and walked to my kitchen that was on the other side of the wall. I didn't have a phone in sixth grade, so I usually would use my parents or my house phone. The second I stood, I heard a small gasp, like a sound coming from the hallway. I pretended not to hear it. In the biggest drawer closest to the floor, my dad kept a few of his smaller tools and nails and stuff. I remembered seeing a large box cutter type thing. I grabbed it, and then I grabbed the house phone that was in the kitchen. Nice. I accidentally grabbed the phone too hard, causing me to hit a button that let out a beep. The sound is never really that loud, but with it being nighttime and me being home alone, it was almost deafening to me in my panic state. I know, so quiet too in the house, yeah. I then heard a low grunt-like sound. A grunt. Yeah. uh, Coming from the hall. Mm. Then footsteps. My fight or flight instinct kicked in, mixing with my adrenaline, and I ripped open the sliding back door and ran to the side of my house, basically flying over my fence, dropping the box cutter in the process. No. No. I ran as fast as I could down the block because I could hear him trying to get over the fence. I looked back like an idiot and saw the silhouette of what I'm guessing was a six foot tall man chasing me. Holy shit. I started screaming bloody murder while trying to call 911, but I was too far away from my house for the phone Mm. to work. Damn house (sighs) phones. That's when I saw one of my neighbor's lights come on, and I ran over and started banging on their door. I quickly looked to see where the man was and started sprinting the opposite way. My neighbor let me in and called the police and helped calm me down. I had somehow escaped with my life with only a few minor scrapes and cuts on my knees and feet. When the police got to my house, they figured out how the man got in. My brother had accidentally left his window cracked open, and the man was able to cut open the screen and open the window the rest of the way. Oh, my God. They also found a rope, 
duct tape and multiple knives on the ground of the hallway. My neighbor across the street had a camera facing the road because people had been stealing mail. The police looked through the footage and found one man that would watch our house for a few minutes every few hours for a week. Oh, my God. That's every few hours, a few minutes at a time for a week. That's fucked. He knew I was home alone that night. For the next few weeks, they had cops watching our house until we moved. They never caught the man. But he is the reason I now have severe anxiety and paranoia. Oh, my God. Wow. That was getting me, like, riled the fuck up. So we're going to end on a really fun one. Yeah. It's going to still rile you up. I can't wait for this one. This one I love. When we first heard this story, it's just... Astonishing. It's so funny. When I was 19 or 20, I went down to Charlotte, North Carolina, because my dad had bought a new piece of equipment for his business. Part of the deal was, if you bought it, they would bring you to a trade show. So us and a few of my dad's friends went down to this trade show. One night, we went to a strip club, and I got friggin' ripped off. My dad did not go to the strip club because he felt awkward. (laughs) This girl asked me if I wanted a private dance, and I did not know you had to pay for private dances. So she asked me two separate times after the initial time, and we went up, and she kept giving me the whole private dance straight up. So she asked me two separate times after the initial time, and we went up, and she kept giving me the whole private dance straight up naked and all up in my shit. At the end, she hit me up with the outrageous price. Oh, oh what's it going to be? After the first one, when she kept asking, I thought I was being hit on. No. Because I had never, ever been to a strip club before. It's on my it's on my bucket list to go to a strip club. It's on my bucket list. It's on my bucket list too. <gasps> yes. We go down I've seen tens. a male strip We could go down to 10s. I used to always joke with Ryan and his friends. I go, guys, why don't we just go to 10s? And they're like, you want to go to a strip club? I said, yeah, I really honestly would. That's the issue. So the bouncer comes up and stops me and tells me there's an ATM upstairs. It probably cost me about two to three hundred bucks, and I was a college student and literally had no money. So I go get the money out, pay for the dances, and go back downstairs and continue drinking my money away. I mean, at that point, if you're spending all the money, might Might as well. Then one of the guys I was with, we called him Uncle Mike, had heard what happened and felt bad for me. And he says, don't worry, I'll take care of you. Oh, God. So he Googled massage parlors in North Carolina and found this place called Health Therapy. (laughs) So me, him, and the other guy we were with showed up there. We walked into this place, and they were all girls of Asian heritage. The woman who answered the door, you could tell, was like the mother. I mean, this was borderline sex work. I felt as if the girls were her daughters, and she was slinging prostitution out the door. Before we went in, the guy I was with told me, if I play my cards right, you could probably get a hand job, jerked off, or a happy ending. Oh. I have had plenty of happy endings, just never at a massage parlor. Okay, sharing all right. Okay, okay, you're getting a little cocky. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, there, okay, okay. All right, so we told you guys that we had some technical difficulties. So basically our last story, which you're hearing right now, the rest of our episode is just completely gone. I don't know what happened to it, what the hell I did. So for the remainder of this story, I have brought in Donna since Sage is not here. It is 2020, so anything can happen. You know what I mean? So I am going to tell the second half of the story with Donna, and then I've added three Thanksgiving ones for fun because it's Thanksgiving and we fucked up. So we all went into our separate rooms. The girl I had was this tiny little girl and honestly looked very young and 18, but that is the age I was around at the time. So I got naked for the massage and laid on the table face down. 
She starts massaging me and then she goes, okay, let's go. So I get off the table and she pulls me into the shower. She literally washed my entire body with soap and a sponge. Like I had this girl pulling out my dick and washing around it in the shower, washing my asshole. I have never seen anything like this before. Thoughts, Donna? Um, no words, no. really. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine it in my mind. Oh, God. I'm sorry you had to come in for this one, mm, but whatever. Me, me too. <laughs> Keep going. So after we washed everything, we went back to the table. She barely talked and was very quiet when she did. She then asked, what do I want? I said, what do you mean, what do I want? And she goes, you want a hand job? Ugh. Donna, you think he's going to get a hand job? I think he's going to go bigger. <laughs> and then I remembered what my dad's friend said, telling me if I play my cards right. So I was like, okay, I'm going to push this to the limit. So I said to her, well, we can start there. And then she left and I thought she was pissed. And I was like, well, fuck, I just screwed this up. Everything is going to go wrong now. <laughs> well, she comes back in with a condom in her mouth and put it on my dick with her mouth and started sucking my dick with the condom on. I was just totally taken back. Thoughts, Donna? Oh, this is <laughs> her face right now, guys, is just so great. At this point, I had an erection. Then she hopped on top of me and started riding me. Straight up cowgirl. And I was like, all oh right. Oh, my God. <laughs> she started moaning and said, oh, you Americans are big. <laughs> And then I started pushing her against the table and we banged. We never kissed, but I did suck on her tits. I think it lasted about 10 to 12 minutes. Afterwards, the guy I was with told me that he gave her $100 cash and said to take care of me. She, he got all that for 100 bucks? 100 bucks. Wow. Got a, lot, got a lot of nice stuff done, huh, Donna? Well, 100 bucks sounds a little on the low side. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, I've never gone to a massage no, parlor. And no, but that happens, though. you're right. You're right. But I just think 100 bucks. Well, the night before he dropped like 300 bucks on strippers for um, bucks private lap for... dances and he didn't even know. He thought he was being hit on. I mean, a pair of Lululemons are 130. Right. If, <laughs> you, if you, you know, think about it in those yeah. terms. I mean, yeah, you know, it's a good point there, Donna. So that's where our episode would have ended. Well, not ended. We would have had our questionable questions. But since Sage isn't here, we're going to have to come up with our own. But okay. I added three Thanksgiving stories I found online from Food Beast. So these are just three Thanksgiving stories. They're short and sweet. And I thought, oh, for Thanksgiving, why not? I'll uh, add a few. Are they sweet or are they like the last uh, story you just told? Um, I think, you, they think they're not going to be as bad as the last Let's one. Let's do some sweet. Okay, we'll see about that. It was the Thanksgiving that my aunt, henceforth referred to as Jailbird, just got out of jail for serious criminal offenses involving gun trafficking. Her and my other aunt, Moon Pie, her favorite snack, also fitting because she's round like one too, <laughs> got into an argument over who bought my sister a gift, which she had had since she was four years old. Jailbird was only 14 when the gift was given to my sister, making it impossible that it was her. And so after my grandma said enough is enough, they moped around for a few hours, but peace was made, or so we all believed. So dinner arrives, it's going well, until Moon Pie thought it'd be a good idea for her to carve the turkey, which my grandma, seeing no issue with that idea, let her. Well, Jailbird was stabbed in the leg with the carving fork. And that's when all hell broke loose. Moon Pie freaking stabbed Jailbird. Oh my gosh. My sister and I were told to go to our room. We were staying there for Thanksgiving weekend, so we occupied the guest room. 
We left, heard some screaming and some glass breaking. And when me and my sister came out to see what was happening, well, it turned into an all-out brawl. My parents and my other aunts were trying to keep Jailbird and Moon Pie away from each other and not having much success. Grandma was just sitting there drinking her boxed wine and smoking like nothing was happening while everything was happening. Anywho, long story short, I called the cops and Jailbird and Moon Pie now have both spent some time in jail and on Thanksgiving, too. Well... With names like Moon Pie and Jailbird, what do you really expect? I, I honestly, it was something with carving knives, Jailbird, Moon okay, Pie. We need mm. to get that away from him, though. Uh, come on. I, I just want to get this done, buddy boy. Our next story. Mm-hmm. My grandmother ran out of counter space. Shit was sort of burning like crazy on top of the stove. She took out the turkey on the tray, looked around, and put it on the ground for like three seconds. She intended for it to be there for three fucking seconds. I know where this is going. Her dog, Roscoe, had been following her all day long. Just like Archie does with us when mm-hmm, we're cooking. Mm-hmm. Earlier, she had even tossed him a little turkey giblet. They love the and giblets. I, yeah, right? And I guess that didn't sit well with him. He shit all over my grandma's leg, floor, and the freshly cooked turkey in one explosive two-second blast of fiery diarrhea. Oh, my gosh. I thought he was going to eat the turkey at first, but no, he shit on the turkey. That's what I was thinking. The turkey's (laughs) going to be gone. Okay, now this is the last one. This one's just, I couldn't. I went to a boyfriend's house and spent the morning with his family, brothers, and sisters, and their significant others from far away. His grandmother was there sitting quietly in a recliner and not saying much. After a couple hours, dinner was ready, so we all went into the dining room, except his grandma. It's always about the grandmother. I know. Someone went back to help her, thinking she had trouble getting out of her chair. We've all been there. Mm -hmm. And discovered that she had died sometime while we were all sitting around talking and laughing. Oh, that's so sad. (laughs) That's sad. Someone called an ambulance and the boyfriend's parents went with the body while the rest of us had a very odd and awkward dinner. Oh, my god! On the plus side, I like to think that she died happy. She was surrounded by family, and although she didn't say much, she smiled at our jokes. It's really not a bad way to go when you think of it. Mm-hmm. It was just really, really strange for the rest of us. Wow. Crazy, right? I mean, yeah. our Thanksgiving is not going to be the same this year. Nope. Just a small. We keep saying it's going to get better. It's going to get better. But we say next Thanksgiving, we'll be back at our old normal beings. But... Mm-hmm. Hopefully. So we normally do a questionable questions at the end. I don't even remember. I, I don't even remember what Sage and I did the other day. But I'll just ask you one question because it was a question we talked about in the beginning. What's your favorite Thanksgiving side? To eat? Yeah, your side. Oh, well, I was just telling you yesterday, I don't eat. I don't really eat the turkey because I like everything else. I know, right? I barely put any turkey on my plate, if any. Um... I'm going to go with the good old-fashioned mashed potatoes and gravy. I knew that's what you were going to say. Stick some butter. Donna gravy. loves her baked potatoes. Oh, she I'm loves a big, the 99 baked potatoes. They're the best. Um, <laughs> I would say, I mean, I like it all. I love the squash. I never loved squash until about three or four years ago. I say green bean casserole. I love that. I love the stuffing. I'm, re- I'm really ready for stuffing. I haven't been able to stuff In the dinner rolls. It. Oh, and I got some dinner good rolls. dinner rolls. I know, I saw that. Snowflake rolls, they call them. Mm-hmm. Anyways, what about pies? Oh, what about? Oh, we did say pies. Okay. Oh, you did. I said pumpkin pie, but then I talked about your coconut cream was amazing. I'm gonna make it shortly. I think I really love pumpkin pie too, but it's got to have the real heavy whipped cream, mm-hmm. not the sp- spray out of a can or Cool Whip. Yep, 
I said the same thing. You gotta have the real. Yep. Well, actually, anything's good with real whipped cream. I know. Oh my god, I could just eat it like with spoons full. Oh yeah, so good. All right. Well, that's our episode. Don't forget to follow us on Insta. So what? Who cares? Pod. Um, if you have any stories of anything, clearly this episode shows you we will take any story possible. So send those to so what? Who cares? Pod at gmail dot com. And so what? Who cares? So what? Dude, you gotta say we don't with me. We don't. No, we gotta say at the same time. So I, oh. I'll say so what. You say who cares? You did that great. I was really oh, proud okay. of that. Okay. And at the end, Donna doesn't really clearly listen to the podcast. I never <laughs> have. I've never listened to one. <laughs> Whatever, bitch. I hear about them, but I don't listen. Yeah. I don't get time. Go. So what? Who cares? Now we say we don't at the same time. Ready? Okay. We go. We don't. Okay. okay so, so what? Who cares? We, we don't. don't. <laughs> I got it. It was all right. It was all right. Only love you when you're <laughs> That was a fidget spinner. Dope, dude. You'll spit a beat to that fidget spinner. Ready? Take the TV oh, off. Oh, wait, we gotta take intervention off. Anyways, let's get a fucking intro going. Ready? Uh, cancel that. Let's figure this out now.